It's Wednesday, May the 6th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Europe's QE judged and Trump's COVID-19 task force winding up. First, the world in brief. Germany's constitutional court cast a cloud over the European Central Bank's quantitative easing programme, in which the bank prints money to buy government bonds. The court ruled that Germany's Bundesbank, a constituent member of the ECB, could not participate in the bond buying unless proportionate need to do so is proven. Trade talks between Britain and America began via video conference. The former, now out of the EU, is seeking to boost transatlantic trade in services and lower tariffs on exports such as cars and food. America wants its farmers to have more access to British markets, a contentious issue in Britain given differing standards on genetically modified foods and product hygiene. America's trade with the world dropped sharply in March. Imports of goods and services fell by 6.2% from February to $232.2 billion. But exports fell even more, by a record 9.6% to $187.7 billion, widening the trade deficit. Trade was already falling before the coronavirus pandemic began, but with supply chains disrupted and unemployment swelling, its decline will continue. America's Federal Trade Commission approved AbbVie's acquisition of Allegan, a drug-making competitor. The deal, worth $63 billion, had faced antitrust scrutiny. AbbVie is desperate for new sources of income as it loses the exclusive right to produce Humira, an arthritis-fighting drug reckoned to be the world's most lucrative. Allegan's big seller, Botox, should help smooth that wrinkle. Mike Pence, America's vice president, said the Trump administration is considered winding up its COVID-19 task force, perhaps by the end of May, with federal agencies handed greater responsibility. His suggestion came even as the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation raised its estimates of America's death toll from COVID-19 by early August from 72,000 to nearly 135,000. Britain began testing a contact tracing app among health workers on the Isle of Wight. The app is intended to notify people who have come in contact with someone infected with coronavirus. The government hopes to roll it out in mid-May. Britain's official death toll has passed Italy's and is now the world's second highest after America's. And ABS-CBN, the Philippines' largest media group, and an annoyance to President Rodrigo Duterte, was forced off the air. Renewal of its broadcast licence had been stalled in Parliament. ABS-CBN is known for its journalism, in particular about the death squads prosecuting the president's war on drugs, as well as for soap operas and sport. Mr Duterte is known for vendettas against the press. And now, here's today's agenda. Prophylactic measures. Contraception and American law. This morning, America's Supreme Court revisits a conflict pitting religious scruples against the duty of employers to provide health insurance, including free contraception to female employees. The Obama administration released churches from the Affordable Care Act's mandate and, in 2014, told religious non-profit organisations they could be exempted too if they formally submitted an objection. Their insurance companies or the government would pay directly instead. Christian colleges and charities balked, saying the arrangement still makes them complicit in providing birth control. In 2016, the Supreme Court told the government and non-profits to work out their conflict. Now, the Trump administration has turned the tables and decided to exempt all employers with religious or moral qualms. Challengers say the policy was not properly changed under administrative law and could deny coverage to perhaps 126,400 women. 
With the justices working remotely, Little Sisters of the Poor vs Pennsylvania will be argued via telephone and, another novelty, broadcast live. Come on, cop on. Brazil's economy. Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, has been slow to respond to the COVID-19 virus out of reckless bravado. Brazil's central bank has been slow to respond out of excess caution. Whereas the central banks of Chile, Mexico and Peru have all held emergency meetings since the virus struck, Brazil's monetary policy committee, COPOM, has stuck to its pre-pandemic calendar, which means it has cut interest rates only once since February. At its scheduled meeting today, it will presumably cut them again. Brazil is also poised to pass a constitutional amendment allowing the central bank to undertake quantitative easing if it runs out of more conventional ammunition during the pandemic. That could happen. Economic activity is slumping and an index of economic uncertainty is at a record high. Chile's central bank, which also meets today, has already cut interest rates as low as they can go after its regular and irregular meetings in March. Come closer. South Korea and COVID-19 South Korea takes another step towards the return of normal life today as social distancing is relaxed further. Museums are reopening and larger gatherings and events can go ahead so long as people observe personal hygiene measures, wear face masks and take care around one another. Domestic travel is picking up. Crowds thronged popular attractions around the country over a long holiday weekend. Schools are set to reopen in stages from next week, beginning with high school pupils. The loosening, dubbed everyday distancing by the government, is a sign of confidence that the country has largely vanquished the virus. Today, it confirmed just two new cases of COVID-19, both travellers from abroad. Health officials see no reason to relax, however. They are planning to set up 1,000 new specialist clinics to treat COVID-19 patients in preparation for a new wave of infections in the autumn. Counting the cost. European banks. The COVID-19 pandemic has not yet hammered European banks as hard as the global financial crisis of 2007 to 2009 and the near failure of the euro. Balance sheets are anyway in better shape these days. But economies have screeched to a halt and banks are starting to assess the potential damage. Italy's Unicredit, which reports first quarter earnings today, has already added bad loan provisions of 900 million euros, 980 million dollars. Yesterday, Intenza San Paolo, its rival, put aside 300 million euros and may add another 1.2 billion euros. In Spain, also hit hard by the coronavirus, BBVA and Santander have earmarked a combined 3 billion euros. In Britain, the four biggest lenders' provisions total 6.7 billion pounds, 8.3 billion dollars. Deutsche Bank has set aside just 506 million euros in all. New accounting rules require more caution. But because banks are making different assumptions about the depth and duration of recession, calculations vary widely. Some are doubtless too optimistic. The only certainty about the economy in 2020 is that the worst is not over. Twin Peak Barclay Brothers courtroom drama If it is true, as is often said, that Sirs David and Frederick Barclay, two billionaire British businessmen, are intensely private or even reclusive, they have an odd way of showing it. Building a mock gothic castle on an island in the English Channel, appearing together in matching outfits and snapping up trophy assets like the Ritz Hotel, which the family sold in March, and the Telegraph newspapers, is hardly likely to deflect attention. Today, the 85-year-old twins return to the spotlight with the latest high court hearing in a case that threatens to expose an ugly family feud. Sir Frederick and his daughter Amanda claim that their private conversations at the Ritz were secretly recorded by one of Sir David's sons, Alistair, 
and poured over by his other sons, Aidan and Howard, and two other defendants. Thanks to COVID-19, the hearing will be held by video. That will not stop journalists packing the virtual press gallery. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Henry David Thoreau, who died on this day in 1862. No definition of poetry is adequate, unless it be poetry itself. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.